Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. And I'm joined today once again by Jason Cherka. He's going to bring us some very interesting uh, topics today. Jason, thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone <laughs> out there. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Here's your Christmas present. You know, like I told you last night, you're going to give you guys a Christmas present. This is unbelievable what Jason is about to share. I've seen the video. It's absolutely amazing, Jason. I'm glad you're able to get Ray to come out and talk a little bit. So we're going to jump into that. Awesome. Awesome. So where do you want to start? We can go in so many directions with this. Tell us a little bit about the uh, TLS and, and what they're about. Sure. Okay. So for anybody who isn't aware of what's going on right now, because something big, very, very big, probably the biggest thing I've ever worked on is about to come out. And I think it's the beginning of something even bigger than that in regards to disclosure. And when I say disclosure, by the way, I'm not just talking about extraterrestrial life. We are talking about extraterrestrial life, but we're also talking about a lot of different things mm -hmm. like underground tunnels, technology, a lot, a lot of things that are going on. So pretty much for anybody who doesn't know my story, I'll summarize it in a very brief way. And any questions, I'm happy to answer. But about three years ago, I was approached by an individual. That individual presented himself to me as a stranger. Of course, I thought he was a stranger. I didn't understand what was going on at the time. But to make a long story short, think like the CIA. When they're undercover units in the CIA, you can't Google them. You can't read about them. You won't know about them. The only way you're ever going to know about them is if they scout you for a specific purpose. And if you fit some form of criteria for what they need you for, then they'll approach you. And of course, based on who they're approaching, they'll approach you for different purposes in different ways. So of course, TLS is not the CIA. They're the exact opposite, actually, in terms of their intentions, what they're doing in the world. And I would say the side that they're actually on, because they're on the good side in terms of helping with a lot of things that we've been speaking about over the past two years in general. But the organization is called TLS. TLS stands for the light system. And over the past three years, I've been going through this disclosure process of me being brought into this awareness of what they do, how they do it, operations that they work through, having to do with the children, tunnels, and many, many different things having to do with the powers that be in the world on the not so great side of the equation. So there's this man, that man who approached me, we're going to call him Ray. That's not his real name. That's just his anonymous name because he wants to protect and preserve his identity. Although I'm doing whatever I can to get him to reveal that, disclose that and come out. And I believe that I will succeed. I don't know when, but I believe that I, I will succeed in that endeavor sooner or later. But I finally got him after three years of working with him very closely. I finally got him to agree actually yeah, more than three years, three and a half years at this point, I got him to agree to come on camera and share his experiences and share stories. And what I love about this specific interview that's coming out is we're not talking about somebody that received information from a trusted source. We're talking about somebody that experienced things and he's telling you what he experienced on a firsthand basis. This is firsthand observations, firsthand experiences that are being shared throughout this interview. Granted, there's a voice change and a silhouette, so you will not know his identity, but it's the compromise that I needed to make to be able to get him on camera to at least share it. So that's what we needed to do. And, you know, yesterday I was actually speaking to Scott McKay about the whole thing because he watched uh, the interview as well. And as we were talking about it, I'm like, you know, in the beginning, when we first were creating this interview and producing the interview, when I was doing it with him, I was very upset that he wanted to hide his identity. I said, I, and I got into big fights with him. And in many ways, I spoke to him not nice. And I apologized later. And I said, you're a coward and you're this. And I, I regretted everything I said after because I looked at him and I realized two things that I want to bring to everybody's attention right now. This man has nothing to gain from this interview, no fame and no fortune, because you have no idea who he is. So on one hand, there's a beautiful thing that's going on here with him not coming out. The other thing that I found out or that I saw throughout this uh, frustration of mine 
was the fact that in some ways you can say that right now, let's say he came out and let's say he's, well, he is Middle Eastern, but let's say he was black. People that don't like black people will automatically be turned off to him because they've associated a label with his identity. Let's say he was white. People that don't like white people of a certain status will not listen to him because there's a certain label around him. And the beauty behind his identity right now not coming out in my eyes is the fact that you can't label, you can't put a label on him. And the mystery causes him to be able to be heard by everybody. So I only realized that yesterday, by the way, when I was speaking to Scott over the phone. But I just wanted to bring that up because in the beginning, I was really frustrated about the fact that he wouldn't come out. And I'm seeing a lot of beauty in the way. And I'm not sure if he's doing it on purpose or if it just turned out that way. I really don't know. I know he's a very intelligent man with the way that he does things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to make a long story short, this interview took me a very long time to land. He finally agreed to it. The information that's shared throughout it has to do with extraterrestrial life, has to do with a lot of things that I can't speak about on this interview just because of where we're streaming it. So I don't want to risk certain things, but there's a lot of incredible information that's disclosed from a firsthand basis. And I'm just really grateful to be able to share it with everybody. Yeah, you were generous and uh, I get to listen to it. I can tell everyone, you know, I, I've seen a lot of movies. I've been part of, you know, secret organizations, obviously, for a very, very long time. This is one of those things that everyone's going to be blown away by. Blown <laughs> away. It's like the ultimate. Everyone's going to watch this. And everyone's going to talk about that. So that's the beauty of this. I've been involved in secret organizations, obviously, <laughs> for a very long time in uh, SEAL teams at a very highest level in the CIA and so forth. And I can identify, you don't come out and talk about it because you have everything to lose and nothing to gain. For me, it's been, I'm doing it out of regard to the human race, because I know that there's some negative things that are going on behind the scenes. And I feel that that's one of the things that's being given in this interview there's so much information that's been hidden from us that could help us evolve very quickly and break free from chains that we're in right now that, you know, some people are really stepping up and going out of their way against incredible odds, you know, to force them to stop and all kind of crazy stuff. So I was very, very impressed. I was very pleased with Ray and what he revealed. I know you got a few clips you're going to share with us, but yeah. I just want everybody to understand that, you know, what you're hearing and what you're going to see when this finally comes out, when are you going to release this? So it's coming out on January 1st of 2022, 8 PM Eastern time. It's a 90 minute interview. It's an hour and a half. So it's not, it's not short by any means, but the beginning of it, I would say, I think the first 17 minutes are the clean portion of it before it gets dirty for the mainstream platform. So the first initial portion that's clean I'm sharing on YouTube and all my mainstream platforms. Right. The entire interview will be free for everybody to watch. It's for humanity. The rights to the video belong to humanity. You can share it. You can put it wherever you want. And that's going to be on my private website where you can literally just click play, watch it, download it and put it wherever you want, which I could share with you after. So everybody can, can go okay. check it. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, I'll put that in the description box too. That'd be great. Awesome. Sounds so good. Do you want to share a, a clip now? Sure. I'll share first one of the official trailers, and then I'll give you guys a few excerpts so you can see what we're talking about here. Very nice, very nice. It's better than physical crafts that you've been on. Colors are basically black, silver, white, mostly silver. What does the inside of the craft generally look like? The captain might hold magnets in his hands and start moving stuff with his hands. I know you can move it physically with the natural energy that it has, or you could use your own body energy. In the extraterrestrial races, physically speaking, have you been in contact with three TIs? We'd say about five, six. Can you explain their physical characteristics from CIA for the moment? They look very tall, Europeans, big bronze. They can also communicate by telepathy. Very advanced technologically, but very simple rules. It's not something you see on Earth. When do you feel that full disclosure will occur? In my lifetime, yeah. In your lifetime, yes. <laughs> so that, that's that's very powerful. That's going to be. So uh, excited to put this out. I'm so glad you came on to do this. This uh, this is a beautiful Christmas present. So from my experiences doing the 
secret space program. I've been regressed into it and so forth. A lot of stuff he's talking about, you know, resonates with me very deeply. I know that he's, he's definitely a lot deeper than my memories are coming through right now. So that's absolutely amazing. It's going to stimulate, I think, a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think the positive aspect of this, there's no limit to it. So there's nothing negative about this whatsoever. It's going to be a great reveal. So what, what was interesting to me, because I have memories of actually piloting ships with my consciousness, like he kind of was describing. And then I know you've, you've shared some stuff about past lifetimes and Egypt and stuff like that. You know how the Egyptian had those, those round things that they held. Yep. And that kind of reminded me when he said that, I think we're going to find out that way back in antiquity, they were super advanced. Yep. Uh, and some of the stuff we're seeing on, you know, temple carvings and stuff is, is the stuff we're allowed to see because there's nothing really there for us to, to get. But there's little pieces that have been have leaked through over time that I think as stuff like this gets revealed, we're going to start to put all the pieces together. Absolutely. There's so much. I always say right now, maybe not us, but like the mainstream says, we're at cutting edge technology. We're as advanced as we've ever been. And dude, we are as primitive as we've ever been. We totally are cavemen compared to where we can actually be. And we will remain cavemen so long as we only focus on the physical side of reality, because that means, let's say I gave you a toolbox and told you, you can only use 2% of the tools in this box. How much can you actually build? And what science does is they're limiting themselves to being only aware of the 2%, which is the physical realm, only the 2% of this box. And they're saying, this is the world. And then we come in and we say, no, no, there's another 98%. And it has nothing to do with the physical. It actually is the reason why the physical exists in the first place. And that's where we get into the intangible realms, consciousness, awareness, and how these things really work. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Now, what I really resonate with, he talks about how, you know, he's kind of part of TLS, but kind of not, you know, he gets missions and, you know, has abilities, which are pretty impressive, but he talks about how they would be pulled away from him immediately. I feel the same way with some of the abilities that I have. And also this really super resonated with me. He said that there's no, they basically don't get involved other than yeah. in the spiritual realms. And I'm like, that is exactly what I've been teaching, what I've been doing for like over a decade now. And yeah. it, re it really resonated. It's like, there's someone else out there that's doing this and they, they understand it at, a, at another level. How do people get involved with TLS or is it kind of like, and maybe this is not something we can. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't work yeah. that way. It's not yeah. something you can apply to just like, again, go right. to what we do know things like in the CIA and all that. If they're undercover right. units, you can't apply. You yeah. know, you, there's nothing wrong if you, if they didn't come to you, you know, at the end of the day, there's only like 7,000 something people in the organization. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about something that like, it's like this crazy amount of people. Now, one thing I want to really emphasize is the fact that some people are like, well, why didn't they come to me? It doesn't mean you did something wrong. It just means that whatever they needed, they didn't need the criteria that you fit for right now. You know, like it doesn't matter. Those aren't the things that are relevant. That's what I'm trying to say. Whether you're a part of it or not, it's irrelevant. I'm not formally initiated, which is, by the way, a very interesting situation because what I'm doing, nobody in the organization has ever done because it wasn't an opportunity that ever came to surface. Mm -hmm. This is the first time that the organization is being spoken about over the past year is the first time the organization is being spoken about publicly. Initially, my understanding was that was supposed to be Ray's job already in 2010. He didn't want to do that. And then eventually I came into the picture. Why me? I don't know. I don't have all those answers, but I see them doing incredible things. I've experienced incredible things and I see it as an honor, you know, so, so I will sit and do this job because I find it to be the most incredible work that I can possibly be doing. You know, it's, it's definitely my highest potential. So I'll align with it because it's a resonance with me, but back to what you said about Ray of like, he's in it, but he's not, they're dying for him to be a part of it formally. But let me give some insights as to why he's not. And he explained some of it right. in the interview as well. He says, listen, to be formally initiated into the organization, and they want him. I asked him, why have you chosen not to? With all the work that you've done, everything that you've seen. Now, by the way, in terms of his actions, he's pretty much initiated, just not formally, because right. he does just as much based on his freedom of choice mm -hmm. of like, he's given jobs all the time, you know, so 
the reason why he chose not to be initiated is because doing so, as he says, he says he's not ready for it. His family is not ready for it. It would change his life. It would change everything so drastically. And he's just not ready for that right now. Right. Now, he says, I speak to him about it all the time. He says, maybe down the line that will change. But there's another thing about it as well. When you commit to I'm with you guys, what you're pretty much saying is I'm giving you my life. Like, like if I die, on, if there's an operation that's dangerous, I'm going because I'm committed to this. I'm doing it. And there are very dangerous operations. Oh, yeah. So the only thing they give you before you go is a number from one to 10. In many cases, you don't even know where you're going before you get there. They give you a number one to 10. They tell you what you need to bring. That number one to 10 is your level of danger. Ray will never take anything over a three because of his family and all that. Mm -hmm. But he's taken a seven before. And when he took that seven, forget a 10, when he took the seven, 17 out of the 20 people were killed. Right. So you're, you're talking about that, about, yeah. that was the ambush that we spoke about. So yep. you're speaking about something that, and I understand where he's coming from. For him to say, listen, I'm going in, I'm going to go in full force. It's pretty much saying you're committing 100%. You know, do you still have your freedom of choice? Absolutely. But when you commit, you commit. Like, don't be an asshole. You know, you're, you're committing, go for it 100%. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why he doesn't want to. Now, even when you are initiated, you still have your freedom of choice. There's just an expectation of you that's different because you gave your all to saying, I'm a part of this and I'm going to die doing this if I have to do it. And it's extremely brave people. And it's people that some people, you know, some people are very, very famous and very big politicians and very well-known world leaders and producers and celebrities and leaders of movements. But most of the individuals in the organization I mean, it could be your brother, your sister, you would have no idea. And if they died in an operation, you would just be told that they died in a car crash and there would be a cover-up. And that's it. And that's the humility of these people. There's nothing to gain on their personal level of the ego because nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody has any idea what they're doing. So it's, it's just a beautiful thing to be a part of, even though I'm not formally initiated, it is an incredible thing to, to be affiliated with, to be able to stand behind and to share things on behalf of them. Yeah, that's fantastic. A lot of people are like, I want to join. It's like, no, you, you probably <laughs> want to join because a lot of people say, oh, I want to be a Navy SEAL. It's like, oh, I don't think so. Unless you're like extremely okay. Dedicated. Even when I was in the SEAL teams, there's another level in the SEAL teams. That's SEAL Team 6. Yep. And then in SEAL Team 6, there's levels, if you can imagine that. So I was involved in different levels all the way up. It's mm -hmm. so like you're talking about a volunteer thing. And as you increase your voluntary aspirations and the the level of risk continually increases and it was that way when i went into the cia as well so there's there's levels of risk that you take on every time you go into you know something like this absolutely so it's it's absolutely amazing that there's that many people that are involved kind of like some of the movies we see the king's men and all this kind of stuff you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. there's there's secret organizations out there that really serve humanity but they're basically not part of the organization because that was one of the beautiful things he talks about it says nasa it's a government organization i recommend you don't trust any government organization i'm like yeah, <laughs> so yeah i want to you know let me share that extra yeah yeah good mind. good that, that's a powerful one that one's no really doubt i met people from nasa certain people from nasa are part of are part of tls important people from nasa when it comes to nasa for a second there are a lot of people that have very controversial opinions because they believe that NASA is on the dark side and lying to us about many things. One thing being the shape of Earth. And there's a whole movement going around right now of this idea of flat Earth. Now, being that you have actually been out of Earth's atmosphere with crafts, have you had the opportunity to actually look out of a window and experience the shape itself? And if so, what did you see? Well, first of all, about NASA, NASA is a government agency, so my advice to everyone, don't trust any government agency, including NASA. And I had the privilege of working with someone within NASA, within NASA that happens to be very famous, I'm not going to give his name, very famous, and a great individual who happens to work on the TOS side. But to tell you that NASA is an agency you can trust, no. I'm sure they're corrupt like every other governmental agencies. I don't trust any of them. I would never trust any of them. 
when it comes to the actual shape of Earth, what was your experience if you had the privilege and opportunity of looking out the window on your way up? No, this is the one thing NASA is not lying about. It's not flat. I don't like to use the word conspiracy theories, but it's, it's nonsense. How were you able to observe planet Earth from the outside if you moved away from it so quickly? What was your experience looking out those windows? So it's very interesting when you, let's say you're looking through the windows so you can feel the speed. You're flying because you feel pressure, certain pressure. And looking through a window, you know, you're moving extremely fast, but your perception of it, you're moving very slow. So I see things through the window that's moving extremely slow. How does it happen? I don't know, but they, they're changing your perception of time. There's a phenomenon to that. I forgot the name of it. It's something in physics that they have a theory of if you're moving at a certain speed, what would it look like when you're looking out the window? And they actually say that if you're moving fast enough that everything will slow down as you're looking out the window. And I can tell you for a fact, Ray does not know that. He is not aware of that because I know he's not in this world. Keep that in mind. He's in a completely different world. Mm -hmm. This came out of left field for him. So the experiences that he's sharing are it's not like he sits down and studies UFOs. He doesn't. He doesn't sit down. He's ne- When I even brought up the word Palladians and things like that, he's like, what are you talking about? That's how out of the loop he is. So he's just sharing his personal experience of what he's went through. You're not talking about a man that is familiar with like, I'm going to use the word like pop culture, of like what's in in this world today. Yeah. He's just sharing his personal experiences. So it was interesting to see how he he shared that. And then when I brought that theory to him, and I forgot the name of it, but when I brought that theory of what scientists say according to physics, he's like, very interesting. And he just kind of moved on. You know, he, he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. One thing I want to touch up on on that excerpt as well is some people are like, well, on one hand, these are some of the comments I've gotten. On one hand, he's saying that NASA is a government agency, don't trust them. On the other hand, he's saying that there is a person in TLS in NASA. Yeah, that's not because TLS is bad. That's because TLS infiltrates the beast from within. Let's keep that in mind. It's going undercover to the dark side in many cases, which is what they do, just like they have certain government officials working in the government but doing things behind the scenes to make sure that things move in a specific way. So if that's going through anybody's mind, I just want to clear that up of there's an infiltration of the beast to beat it from within while beating it from without, instead of being a part of the beast, they're not a part of it. They, they have to make believe to be a part of it undercover to do certain things. Fantastic. I can, you know, vouch for that because uh, when I was in the CIA, there was those of us, obviously that were doing incredibly good stuff going after bad guys and stuff. And then we, we knew all of us knew that there was a group that was not doing good stuff, but there was nothing that we could do about it because everything's compartmentalized in the CIA. Mm -hmm. So if it's not part of your, your group, someone can come in and start working. You might get little tidbits of what they're doing just through the association and being close to them. You know, it's not good, but you're like, you know, not to like, you know, look into that and, and go into that because you would be gone within an instant. Yeah. So you're just doing the best that you can within your group. Now on another level, you got a guy like me, that's like doing this remote viewing, remote influencing, all kind of crazy stuff. I thought I was the only one. And then I had a guy come in that was a former special forces, green beret guy. We we're just like hanging out, you know, talking and he's in an area of the world where it's, it's pretty, pretty violent. I had come in and I'd basically made it safe through my abilities. Mm-hmm. So he came in and I know it's the last time I'm going to be involved with the CIA. One night he looked at me and he says, there's other people that have abilities like you. And that's all he said. And I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> so that was good. Cause I knew I was leaving the place in good hands. Yeah. So there's people that are on different levels, different categories. There's the guys that are real simple that come in. I remember, you know, working with guys that they would come in and do a, deployment, if you can call it that for a couple of months and you're like, this is, I'm never coming back. This is the last time yeah. I'm doing this. And then other, other people like myself are like, 
year after year after year, year, you know, back there and going to the worst, the hardest, you know, mission. They're like, Mike, we're going to send this place. No one else wants to go there. No one else can do this, but we're going to send you. I'm like, okay, you know, and I would get there. I'm like, I see why you guys didn't send anybody else because this place is very dangerous. And then we kind of like, you know, calm it down. I would calm it down and then do my thing and it would, it would change. So I know that these guys have those abilities. Absolutely. So that's, that's amazing. You know, there's, there's people like that. And, and it would be just like, I talk about the guy that comes in and says, there's other people who have abilities like you. And I didn't even know that most people don't even talk about me. And if they did talk about me, they'd like talk about me in a negative way because he couldn't understand. And that, you know, the things that we don't understand, we attack sometimes, you know, I just try to keep myself as low key as possible and just did my thing. Right. And some people knew, but very few. So that's kind of what I see with this organization. It's, it's pretty, pretty outstanding. There are certain portions where he's going to talk about, and I have, I actually have that excerpt as well, so I could show it to you guys, which is a portion that nobody's seen yet, okay. other than you, of course. But it talks about certain individuals in the organization. Uh, in some cases, they're the heads of the organization. And in some cases, they're very, very old. So we're talking about like 400 years old, 500 years I old. Know. Unbelievable. Old. Yeah. And, you know, before that turns somebody off and they say, no, that's a bunch of BS, it's crazy. Number one, if you do choose to look at the Bible in any way, you will see that even there. And I choose to look at it as a history book. But if you right. look at the Bible, you will see that there were people living till 900 daily. You know, that was that was a normal thing at some point. Right. Now, let's say you don't follow the Bible and you just want to look at your observations. Well, just on a logic standpoint, if we can live till 100 years old today with toxic everything, I mean, Toxic water, toxic air, toxic radiation, toxic food. I mean, stressors from every way, shape, and form of life. And we can still live till 100 quite normally right now. Mm -hmm. Then imagine you had the ability to really protect yourself from all of that, not just through physical technology, but through your awareness and your consciousness as well, through things like certain forms of meditation that we may not be learning on the collective level right now, but in, in very deep ways, then who's to say that if you didn't, or you were protected from all of that toxic stuff, mm -hmm. then you can't live four times the amount or five times the length. And if you want to go even back in time to let's say ancient Egypt and all that, I'm not saying that everybody lived very old, but we didn't have things like cancer you know, and mainstream doctors will say, no, we did. We just didn't know how to diagnose it. And I'll say that's a bunch of BS. We did not have diabetes at the level that we do right now because we didn't have as many toxins. We did not have autism like we do now. We did not have cancer at the rate if we even had cancer back then, because look at the animal kingdom. The only animals that are sick are domesticated animals, meaning they live like us, like we do now. If you go to the animal kingdom in nature, you're not going to see an animal. You're not going to see really cancer. You'll see it a little bit because they're still living in this toxic world that we created. But again, when we're talking about 400, 500, 600 years old, it's not far-fetched when you really break it down and think about it for a second. So there are individuals who are part of this organization that are that old. I'm sure there are individuals who are older. I just don't know them. But there are individuals who are that old doing incredible things. Mm -hmm. And the main question that people ask is, well, if they're so old, why wouldn't they come out? And the other question you can ask is, if extraterrestrials are here and working with them, why haven't they come out? And the short answer from TLS is people aren't ready. Now, for those watching this right now, you may be ready, but that's not enough. Right. Because in our community, everybody says, what do you mean we're ready? That may be 100% true, but 100,000 or a million of us is not enough. No. You need, when we say we, I'm not talking about us, I'm talking about the world. And right now, 99% of the world is in a place where they're not ready for something like that. Exactly. They're not. That's just as simple as it gets. There are other things that they're focusing on. There are a lot of programs to break down. There are a lot of deception to dissolve before you could start bringing aliens to the equation and extraterrestrials to the equation say, hey, look, you know, so it's there is a disclosure process. And I would say this community is definitely leading in the top people that are ready, mm -hmm. but we need the world to be ready as a whole, or maybe not the majority, but a specific number of people to get us to the point where things like that can start happening. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Jaco. Join me on Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, where we'll uncover 
the hidden parts of our human potential and propel you to new heights of existence and consciousness realms. As a former Navy SEAL for 24 years and CIA security officer for 11, I've been involved in aggressive combat training and operated in combat zones for well over 35 years. From Panama, Kuwait, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Yemen, Libya, and Lebanon, I have honed my leadership, tactical, combat skills, and knowledge expertise to a master level. As a little boy, five years old, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL after watching the movie Navy Frogmen. I also looked at the movies and read the books of Ian Fleming, 007, James Bond. I wanted to be that when I grew up. And I was always inspired by entrepreneurs that helped humanity and brought about great change that furthered the consciousness and abilities of humankind to master levels. I always wanted to do that. The first two I did to an extraordinary level. And now today, as an entrepreneur and speaker, reaching millions all over the world, now I'm sharing the information that really propelled me. When I was a chief enlisted officer, I motivated, led, trained, and provided inspiration and insight to officers of all ranks, all the way up to flag level and even the Secretary of Defense for the United States. With my operational background, planning, master training, and course design abilities, I have trained thousands and thousands of military and law enforcement personnel, and now I inspire and train millions throughout the world with my intuitive insights into the workings of the human mind. I and many listening to this message are living proof that each of us have amazing potentials far beyond what most consider possible. For me, the impossible is what I strive to always master and excel at. And as a Navy SEAL and in the CIA and combat zones, I did the impossible over and over and over again. And now I want to help you do the same. Tune in to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, and join the growing tribe as I show you how to unleash your own hidden potential. I'll pick up this last excerpt that I pulled up real quick. All right, awesome. There are very, very unique people with special supernatural abilities. You know how many people like that still exist on Earth in the 400, 500, 600-year-old realm in a physical form? There are others who are older. I know another guy who was 646 years, if I'm not mistaken, still alive, still functioning, and... But again, if you see them, you're going to see a normal person. A normal person, not super old, but old. In good shape, that's what you're going to see. You're going to say it's an old man in good shape, very good shape, as a matter of fact. What kind of abilities have you seen them do that you call incomprehensible to the normal common man? I can't discuss much. I can tell you levitation. They can go underwater for many, many, many hours without breathing in. They, they have the ability to communicate with other ETs, we call them. And they speak many, many languages, including languages of other, other entities in this world, physical entities. You call them ETs that are coming from different places in the world and that's all about I can tell you at the moment. It's fascinating. That's, fascinating. That's just a little sliver. Yeah. As you know, it keeps going deeper into those. Oh, things. yeah. Oh. It's one of those things you, you have to watch many times. So I'm going to watch it a lot. <laughs> so because you listen to some some things, you're like, oh, I got to be with that for a while. That's that's some deepness. Everyone that listens to this is going to get a, a lot of that. That has an open mind. Now, I see some people in the chat, they're like, Sorry, but the earth is flat. You're not going to reach some people. You know, if you don't have an open mind to some of the stuff, it's just, it is what it is. So like you're talking about this group we have here, you have probably pretty close to cutting edge, if not the cutting edge of consciousness based people. Mm -hmm. 
And then you have little smatterings of lesser and lesser and lesser, and then people that kind of pop in and don't really know what's going on here. So that that's the way it is in the world. Now, like you said, expand that. Now we think because, you know, we're, we're hanging out, share everything, you know, we're, we're good. You can't, because you would probably leak some of this, like this is going to be a massive leak when this comes out. Yeah. And what we're going to see how this is taken. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Now, everyone says, when does disclosure happen? It's been happening. So it happens at the pace that people can handle it. Yeah. You know, there's something that's very exciting that's happening right now in regards to this as well. First of all, I agree with you. Disclosure is happening already. It's been happening. We're going through it and it's only getting better and better and better. It's almost like people asking, when is everything, like, forget disclosure for a second. When is the event that's going to change the world going to happen? It's happening. We're going through it right now. We're going through it right now. We've been going through it for a while now. So I think it's hard for people to accept the fact that we are in the midst of something insane right now. And they're just waiting for the next thing instead of understanding and acknowledging we are in the middle of it right now. And it's, it's happening. So there's something very exciting happening right now. And that's why I said, I think this interview is the beginning of something really big. I don't know what I'm about to say for a fact. This is, these are just my thoughts. First of all, I want to say that in regards to what you said earlier about flat earth and all that, my intention is not to convince anybody. I don't right. care what you believe. Yeah. I don't care if you think the earth is flat. I have friends who think the earth is flat. I think it's round. I haven't been out of the atmosphere to be able to tell you. Mm-hmm. I have my own uh, reasons for observations, like looking at every other celestial object with a telescope and seeing the round shape to its nature and seeing the sphere being a foundational shape in the laws of creation as we understand it. But I'm not going to sit here telling you that I know everything for an absolute fact because I haven't seen it. So my job and my intention is not to convince you of anything. I don't care what you believe. My intention is just to share. I'm sharing. You do what you want with that. All I can ask is for an open mind. If you still think or disagree with something in the interview, that's fine. I still love you. God bless you. I don't have any problem with that. Again, I'm just sharing. So the reason why I think this is something big to get back to what I was saying is because Number one, I've been speaking to Ray, obviously, over the past few days, and we've kind of been chatting about potentially doing another one, and it was already very hard to get the first one, Mm, Good, but it seems like, and he hasn't agreed to anything, so I'm not stating anything as a fact, but Mm. it seems like there's this, he's becoming more and more comfortable. You see, when I started this with him on behalf of him about 15 months ago in September, it started with a document. That document led to more disclosure. That led to more disclosure. That led to another document. That led to this interview. And over time, you see the man that was once extremely closed and didn't want to talk about anything because, number one, I'm sure that there's a privacy concern of security purposes. Number two, he also doesn't want his life to change with everybody potentially thinking he's crazy in the world that he's in. So he's seen suddenly people like you, Michael, and people like Scott and Dr. Christian Northrup, and all these individuals are accepting this and not only accepting it, but also accepting it with open arms and helping disseminate it. And to be frank, you you guys are people that he loves, you know, he he knows this whole circle. He knows everybody that I work with. Mm -hmm. And when he sees all of this happening and he sees people are starting to receive certain things, I think it's making him more and more and more comfortable to go to the next thing and go to the next thing. And again, I don't know for a fact, but I do believe that a second interview will come. And I do believe that with every interview that comes, we will be able to go deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm already potentially talking to him about speaking about the operations underground that he's been a part of with in-depth details, Mm -hmm. potentially speaking about Antarctica. He's been to both the poles. He's been to the entrances. He he has the ability to share his experiences of these physical entrances on the pole, specifically on the South Pole in Antarctica. Mm. Now, there's an incredible amount of, again, information through experience. That's what's different here. We're not talking about somebody telling him something and him telling me something. We're talking about him going through something. And he's had many experiences that he shared with me. And I'm sure it's just the tip of the iceberg, but many, many experiences that he shared with me over the past 11 years. And in some cases has even validated and proved things to me by showing me certain things, by putting me through certain things. So 
with all of this, I do believe that this is the beginning of a disclosure that's at a different level. Up until now, there's been a lot of informational disclosure. I think what's to come specifically, and I hope through the series of potential series, I'll say, of these interviews, if I can get him to continue agreeing. And he always says, let's see how the 1st of January goes. Let it come out. Like you said, let's see how people receive it. Let's see how it's taken. We'll take it from there. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that people are ready to receive. I do believe that it's going to do great. I think people are going to, the majority, I'm sure five or 10% will be like, no, this is fake. It's a lie, whatever. That's fine. We always have that. But I do believe that the majority will will show through their feedback and their actions that they're ready for a whole lot more. And he has the potential to, to release that. You know, he has the potential to release that. There are some times where he'll sit down and read a lot of comments on videos having to do with him that I put out. And he's sure that they're all going to be negative. And he sees that 99% of them are positive. And he's like, he doesn't get it. He's like, how, how is this happening? I say, because people are ready. They're not as not ready as you think they are. You're not ready. Maybe you're not ready. And that's why you don't want to come out with certain things, but people are ready. And if people are ready, you should be too to come out with certain things. You want to disclose your identity, disclose it. You want to hide your, protect whatever, protect whatever you want, but come out with the experiences, come out with the information, come out with the knowledge, you know, do it. And wherever it goes, it goes. So I do believe this is the beginning of something big. I don't know what the next thing holds, just like I didn't know how this would come out. You know, this whole thing, we recorded it on just a month ago, November 26th. It took me three weeks to go through the process of getting final approval. And then I called you and I called a few other people. And now we're getting the word out about this whole thing. But yeah, I do think this is going to be the beginning of something massive. Absolutely. I I love that he's getting a little bit comfortable now, obviously, because he's sharing more and more and more as we go along. That's really the way it was for me as well, because I I would be like, okay, I'm going to try and share this. And then we get a lot of pushback. You know, there's there's forces out there that kind of like push push back on the truthers. And then I, I had to take a little break because it, it got pretty heavy. And then I started to see other people come out later. So it's been because so many people are coming out now, more of us can share more. That's the beauty of this. As more people open to this, they've had their own experiences and they start to share little pieces here and there. We're seeing that across the board. Then it gives shelter and also inspiration for other people to share. So that's, that's why I'm really excited. Oh my gosh. I mean, I would, I would love to like, you know, hear what he has to say about so many different things, inner earth, all kinds of crazy stuff. A lot of people are making all kind of great comments. A lot of people, you know, recognize you. They said that I turned them on to you like a year ago. So they're, they're very grateful. So it's, it's good. You're really sharing a lot of stuff. Now, both of us obviously get suppressed, but you have, we have other ways to get this information out. Absolutely. And I know you've created some other things that are helping people to connect. So there are actually some really exciting updates that are about to come to fruition in about a day or two, literally the next 48 hours. So pretty much for anybody who doesn't know, I created out of the need for it because we didn't have a choice anymore. I created a social media platform that I was very careful not to lean on one side over another. So I didn't want it just to be Trump lovers. I didn't want it just to be Christians like Gavis. I wanted it to be inclusive of everybody. I wanted it to be inclusive of the world. I wanted it to unify the world because I think that's really what we need. That's the biggest threat to the powers that be. When we all come together, instead of divide ourselves based on the labels that we give ourselves, we win. That's all we have to do. We don't even have to have a war. We just have to come together and unite. So I created this platform right here. It's called Unified. The exciting announcement about this is this platform, again, it's just like Facebook. I've showed this on your show before. So you have friends, you have your followers, friends, groups. As you scroll down, you'll be able to see, I guess people are all posting about Christmas right now. So just in in honor of the holidays. And then when you click on your actual page, you have your own profile that shows you how many followers, how many people you're following, how many people viewed your, your profile. And then you can post just like you do everywhere. So what's exciting about this is up until now, I had to, again, we didn't have investors or anything. So we had to pretty much fund this thing through the people. 
But that's all about to change in a very interesting way. So we got to the point where we built this whole thing. We developed it from the memberships on that website that you saw, which was $4.99 a month. We got to the point that we got to, to be able to build it. And we're still going and there's still a lot of money to be spent to develop these things. But Mm -hmm. what's about to happen next is unified social. The social platform is about to be free for everybody. And just about, I would say two to three months from now to be safe, just so we can get everything settled and all that. Mm-hmm. That means that the entire world will be able to join for free. There are no ads. It doesn't work in the same system that all these alternative platforms work. It's a completely member supported system. And the way that it's going to be supported is by the upper tier of Unified. So Unified Social will always be free once we make it free in a few months. Anybody can join, no matter where you come from, what language you speak, whatever it is, you can come join. Now, The only way this is going to succeed, obviously, is when people, I'm counting on a certain number of people, whatever number that is, and I'm completely putting this in God's hands at this point, because this is a big risk that we're taking as an organization, because we don't know what holds on the other side. But the hope and the faith is that a certain amount of people will convert to unified premium, which is where we do all the interviews and shows and documentaries and movies and all that. And Unified Premium will be able to support the platform of social media on Unified Social. So it's only going to succeed if people want it to succeed. If it doesn't, it will be a bust and it's done. I don't believe that that's going to be the case. I, people are already supporting it and we're going that route. But I did want to give a free social platform without compromising it with ad dollars and all that, because then the incentive goes to who's spending the most money on ads. I didn't want to stay in that I would call it like a 3D realm of of consciousness in terms of building a platform. I really wanted to bring it to the next level. So that's what I've been working on. That's what's about to happen. The app is going to be out in about, I think about 24 to 48 hours on the iOS Apple store and on the Android store. If anybody does want to watch that interview, you don't have to be a member. You just go to unified.com slash free dash library. You'll see this. You can sign up with your name and your email for a free newsletter to be able to, you'll get all the trailers and excerpts leading up to January 1st, and you'll get a link to download the interview when it comes out in seven days, four hours, and 10 minutes from now. So there's also a bunch of free content here with some of the most incredible people. I'm sure you you guys probably know these people. So that's what the platform is all about. By the way, I am doing in honor of like the holidays and Christmas right now. If anybody does want to join, there's right now for the next 24 hours, a 40% off discount for the lifetime of your membership. So if you just go to unified.com and you sign up for unified premium, you put in the discount code, thanks 40, like thanks and four zero, it will give you 40% off the lifetime, which means you're going from 32.99 a month to 18.99 a month just like a Netflix membership, only we get to support something a whole lot better. So that's what it's all about. Beautiful, beautiful. Anything you want to say in closing? Just that I'm really grateful to be in this position with all of you right now. I'm very, very excited to put this interview out. I can't say enough. I think it's going to help a lot of people with clarity on certain topics. I agree. I encourage everybody to have an open mind, even if you don't agree with it, open your mind, open your heart challenge your own beliefs, even the beliefs that are brought up throughout the interview, challenge them. If you think the earth is a sphere, challenge yourself. Try to prove yourself wrong. See where it takes you. Mm -hmm. If you're on the opposite side, challenge yourself. This isn't a matter of sides right now. And just like in the interview, Ray says, we don't all have to agree. It's not about everybody agreeing. So long as everybody's working to make this world a better place with that collective goal, your beliefs are irrelevant. So long as we're all working to get to the same place, we're doing something right. And that's it. You know, so I, I encourage everybody continue on the journey that you're on, start your own channel, start your own platforms, do whatever you got to do, because this isn't going to change with a few people with big platforms. This is going to change when everybody does what they have to do to make that change, you know, to, to really step into their power and say enough is enough. You know, if Michael can do it, if Jason can do it, if Scott can do it, if all these incredible people can do it, then you're also incredible. You can do it. You just have to step up to it. Forget about what people are going to say about you. Share your truth, share your resonance that you're emitting, that you're literally resonating and vibrating on. 
And whatever happens next happens. And I can tell you, if you're afraid of your family thinking you're crazy, or your friends think you're crazy, the only thing that happens when you speak your truth, you lose the people that are not in resonance with you and you gain the people that are. And in my eyes, that's not a loss. That's the biggest gain that you can get because suddenly you're going to find yourself surrounded with the people that are bringing you up in life. And that's been my personal experience over the past year with you, Michael, with, with everybody, where suddenly I found my family that I didn't even know existed. And for my few years on earth and in the years that I've been alive, I've, I've always felt like an outsider. You know, I've always wanted to share things that I couldn't share. Well, I could, but I was afraid because I never had my real family. And suddenly I see people like you and all these incredible people that I've met over the past year, year and a half, two years. And I'm like, wow, you know, I've never been more fearless of sharing what I want to share because I don't care if somebody calls me schizophrenic. I don't care if somebody calls me crazy. I don't care if somebody calls me a psychopath because at the end of the day, they're not calling me those names to take me down. They're calling me those names to maintain their own sanity. And take that with you to the bank on anybody that calls you names and thinks you're crazy. It's just because if they agree with you, they would have to dissolve their entire belief system. That's not easy for them to do. So hold compassion. Let people be where they are. As Dr. Christian Northrup says, let them have the dignity of their own timeline. And that's it. And it's all good. Just do your best. Keep moving forward and share, share, share whatever you can. Continue creating and I'm all for doing whatever we can to make this world a better place. And again, I'm grateful to be in the position that we're all in today because we're on that path right now. Wow. It's always, you know, a pleasure to have you come on in. You know, some people are probably, you guys are doing this on Christmas day. Guys, I used to like work all the time when I was in the SEAL teams and in the uh, CIA. I rarely had holidays. I feel like the world is needs this right now. It's almost like I feel like we're in combat. We're in a war right now all over the world. We're trying to overcome some very, very great difficulties. This is the kind of stuff that you guys want to see, you want to listen to, and you want to hear that's coming out January 1st. So we want to give you a little taste of it. We want to get you guys excited, give you guys a nice little Christmas present. You know, this isn't work for me. I love this. We love this. We love you guys. And we want to share as much information to lift you up and to get you to a place where you realize that you are important, that you have unbelievable abilities of your own and you can contribute. So here we are, we're family. We're all in this together. We have a huge audience right now on a Christmas day. It's absolutely magnificent. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I'm so grateful for you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Jason, for coming on. And thanks for everybody that showed up and then we'll listen to this. Much love out there. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.